we are live. All right, gang. Welcome back to the Soapbox. Um, hope everyone's doing great. Um, just diving in to another episode here. Um, you know, I, I just I always like to, to say, you know, thanks to everyone listening and, and, and that's following along. Um, I do appreciate the feedback and, and um, you know, yeah, so I, I just always like to find a moment for gratitude. So I, I do appreciate you, and, and uh, we'll keep it going. This week, what I want to talk about, you know, I got in some conversations this past week, and, and you know, so I did the, the episode on some finances, um, which I'm passionate about. I'm passionate, and, and, and I'm not necessarily passionate about, you know, money. I'm more passionate about being educated in finances and financial endeavors um, and also fitness so this episode I want to combine the two not like I did last time where I sort of I drew the analogies too but I really want to draw a picture of this notion and I think it's happening within the fitness world now of this like you know how to make money as a trainer I get this question all the time and you know I have, a, I have a philosophical issue with when and by whom this question is asked um, because I think that if that you, if you're asking that question, you're probably getting into this field for the wrong reasons. Now, we'll get to that momentarily, but what, I, what I'd like the, 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 the topic of this conversation to be is, all right, well, how do you make money as a trainer? And where does this start? Where can this cross paths with your passion and your goals? And where will it start to um, diverge a little bit? So let's more specifically speaking, there's a huge um, there's a lot of people out there which teach consulting or teach different like, you know, and they're business coaches or they're like they're teaching philosophies, whatever it might be. But, you know, it's all masked within the sense of one on one training. There's a lot of people out there. And, and again, I'm not. I'm not speaking ill against what they're saying because what they're saying actually works, right? But it, I, one, you should never be paying money to take advice from anyone from that perspective, and here's why. Personal training and CrossFit gyms are different. It's a different model. It's a different concept. And and this is coming from someone myself. who I started out as a personal trainer. I started out with, like many people, in a gym. And, you know, I would essentially get paid on how effective I was at Person, selling personal training packages to members of the gym. This is that traditional gym model, right? So someone's paying, you know, 20 bucks, whatever bucks a month just to be a member of the gym. And then I'd be a part of the personal training cadre that would have to then, you know, find someone and, and, and you know, give them a free trial. You go to the whole sales thing and you get them to sign up. And you and, and, and this is dependent on where you're at, like specifically New York City, high, high value, uh, uh, you know, high income areas could be very, very lucrative. I mean, we're talking, that's, that is the most lucrative way to make money within the fitness industry. And that's not a secret. Um, and, and so I find, you know, it's like, great. It's like, you know, what's your hourly rate, whether it's $75 an hour or $150 an hour, most of the time, that's more than you're getting paid per class. If you're a CrossFit coach and, you know, if you work 40 hours a week, obviously, um, that's more than you're getting paid 40 hours as a cross a full-time coach if you are now I just let, let's just pause right there right so what I've seen in this industry is like well the, the, and, P, and and 
people coming in and saying, well, the only way to make more money is to essentially increase the barrier to entry to your gym, which is the only way to come in is you, uh, you got to do one-on-one stuff, uh, and then you got to, you know, you, which is very expensive, and then, then from there, you can go- jump in to take classes. There's a huge sort of, um, you know, not only barrier to entry from a fitness perspective, but a scheduling and time perspective, and then really the goal is that they, you know, they can take, they, then they're allowed into certain classes. There's all these barriers and hoops. Now, in a perfect world, I think that there there is an actual way you can implement this correctly. We just don't live in a perfect world, far from. So I'll talk about that at the end. And I've talked about sort of my perfect scenario in in the past. So, and I think there, I and I think in a vacuum, we're all trying to achieve the same thing. But I just think it's misguided. A CrossFit gym. The beauty of it is that anyone can do CrossFit, um, and the beauty is that it's unbelievably simple yet unbelievably challenging to do these movements that are natural and ubiquitous, you know, with 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 a level level of mastery that we would like, and so we need coaches. And the concept that we all see at the, the general CrossFit gym is that all right, you know, people, you have an owner, owner coach, then bigger gyms might have coaches that they're full time, so. The, the, and if you think about it, if you're a full-time employee, you're working 40 hours a week and, and, and probably coaching 15 to 20 hours a week, then from there you're doing another, you know, uh, you know, then from there maybe 10 to 15 hours of, you know, admin work, facility work, so on and so forth. Um, and you're probably making between 40 and 60,000 a year, depending on where you're at. Now, that's not a bad living by any means, depending on where you live. Um, could be more challenging in some markets and, or great in others. Now, on top of that, there's always opportunity for personal training, right? And, you know, every gym does it a little differently, but, you know, most of the time, you know, gyms aren't tracking your hours to a T like true shift work where, you know, you could probably have a couple clients when you're on site and it's not like, hey, I worked my eight hours today. Outside of these eight hours, I can take my personal training. I I doubt most gyms are like that. So you also have that opportunity if you choose to take it um, to make some extra money through one-on-one clients. And I, I don't, and I assume most gyms are like that. And, and then, and then from there, there's all other sorts of opportunities that you know. I know at least my gyms, and I know others that you know give their coaches opportunity to make money, whether it's clinics, whether whatever it might be. Um, and you know, so I think that's and that's the CrossFit model, right? And and so, how do you make money as a CrossFit coach? Well, when you know, and then as a part timer, right? So then that's your full time. Well, and then usually that question is, well, how do you become a full time coach? Well, you just got to, like anything, you got to hustle, you got to bleed, you got to run. So maybe you do, you know, part time coaching, you're doing one on ones. But again, pr- arguably, you have more opportunity to make more money from a part-time perspective in the beginning, you just have to put more hours in, right? And that's the trade-off. And in the beginning of your career, maybe that's appropriate where it's like, all right, well, you're picking up as many hours as you can. And then from there, you're picking up as many one-on-ones as you can. So the oftentimes the next, the, you know, the next thing is like, well, how do you change your entire business model at a CrossFit gym to allow everyone to achieve six figures? <laughs> you know, and it's weird. People always say the six figure thing, and I don't, I don't understand why. Why does it? Why does a number matter as opposed to you know what works for your lifestyle, so on and so forth? So I'm hearing about all these programs of like you know, hey, like I follow this method or that method, and it's all like you know, you have to sign up for X amount of one-on-one sessions at four or five hundred dollars for that first month, and you know, basically you're just you're pushing more people to personal training, you're pushing to one, two, three, four, you know, smaller group training, but the with the trade-off of that is super expensive. So 
And also you're not getting sort of that big energy and community vibe. Also, it's just maybe more importantly in all of that, it's a very different style of coaching. It's a very different style of product that you're delivering. If that's the gym you want to be and the coach you want to be, I think that's phenomenal. You, you know, understand what are the limitations. Well, you're limiting a huge amount of people that can actually come to your gym by, by making it so expensive, one, making it very restricting from a time perspective, right? Your, your schedule is challenged by, the, by one-on-one, so on and so forth. So there are massive barriers to entry there. But if that's what you want to be, you know, it's, that's fine. But that's just not really what, in my opinion, where you're going to make the biggest impact. If you want to do that, you might as well just be a small group trainer and a personal trainer at any gym because you can really do whatever you want that way. Um, you could do it on your own. You can be in-home personal training um, and do small groups in-home. Like, I mean, I would, I might as well do that. Changing your entire business model of that, I think it's a suffocating business model that is sort of antiquated and and it's already proven effective, but not really that scalable and you're going to hit a ceiling. Um no different than from a CrossFit gym perspective. It's just different in how we're delivering that where, you know, if you could blend the best of both of those worlds, I think you're delivering the ideal product in a CrossFit gym, really any gym for that perspective, right? Which would be, all right, well, we get that one-on-one attention is, is better and, and, and smaller group training, better coach-athlete ratio. All of these things are better. So, you know, but one, not everyone wants one-on-one training. Also, not everyone wants you know, group training. So there's also that balance. So how do you deliver both? Well, you should be able to offer both. You should be able to simply offer one-on-one training and group training. You, you should be meeting with all of your members from a goals perspective. So if you have a bigger gym with a bigger staff, how are you managing that? Definitely challenging, just logistics. So you can absolutely make that happen. But, you know, I think it's, it's irresponsible to say that the only way to be an effective coach is to be one-on-one. Well, no, you just need to know, limit your scope, know what you don't know, and master the fundamentals. Um, that's important. And the only way to make money is to do one-on-ones. Well, no, not necessarily. Remember, if you get into CrossFit and this is, you know, and, and fitness to make money, you're probably in the wrong profession. So when people tell me of like, hey, this is how you make money, I see that a lot. I immediately write you off. Because newsflash to anyone out there, it's not hard to make money. Work harder, deliver a better product. Now, if you, and, and, and so when people try to sell that to you, I automatically raise your eyebrow. Now, what are you, now, now for example, if someone's like, well, this product will help you save more time, now I'll raise an eyebrow because time is for in, in a service industry, the most important thing. I know my biggest impact is when I'm in front of people, when I'm coaching, when I'm interacting. That's where I make my biggest impact, not you know, you know, behind a computer screen, not programming, not doing these other things. Those have an indirect impact, but nowhere near as a direct impact as me meeting people right, and doing what I do. And that's also the power of group training. It's also the power, there's a, some, a power to group. And this is something that really makes CrossFit unique, but it also makes CrossFit not for everyone. And that's okay. Where, you know, this notion of shared suffering, this notion of working hard in a group, very from the military perspective, from all these things of when we are together, we're working hard, we're challenged, we're failing, we're triumphing, we're doing all this together. The group makes that so special. So we don't want to get away from that if that's the product we're offering. If you want to completely change models, great. It's like when people are like, you know, I don't want to program Olympic lifts or, or, or great. 
there's nothing wrong with these things. You can garner a level of fitness. You're just not doing CrossFit. Just know what you're doing and don't lie to yourself or others. And don't try to come up with some new philosophical angle of why what you think is better than other people. Who cares? Like, I really don't care. Just do what you do. Don't shit on anyone else, you know, while you're at it. You know, it's like, hey, like, you know, I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Peloton, but I think Pilpa Peloton are great. I think boot camp classes are great. It's not what I want to coach. There's all these other things, right? You go to a boxing class. Again, there's all these things, and they're it's great. Just know your lane. You want to make money as a trainer. Here's how you do it. Be the hardest worker in the room. Show up early. Leave late. Expect nothing. Don't demand things. Offer your services just because you want to be there. You want to be a coach at a gym? Be a member at a gym. Be humble. Be willing to learn. Know that you are at the bottom of the totem pole. Know your role. No matter how smart you are, how smart you think you are, listen and learn because that's what the smartest people do. And when an opportunity arises, you're probably going to get it. When you show competency in the face of necessity, you will then be called upon. This is how you start your journey. You want to make more money, be the best. How are you the best? Well, one, you, you need to care. People need to like you. People will care less about your technical proficiency and more about you as a person. Then once you, once you are in, once they trust you, you now can leverage your technical proficiency to really seal the deal and keep them forever, right? And this is where being one-on-one -on -one is a lot easier, right? Yeah, wow. Like, and, and, but it's also kind of tricky, right? I would say the one-on-one, -on -one, the true one-on-one -on -one professional is also a con artist. Because if, you are the, if, if you're a one-on-one -on -one and that's all you do, you have to keep doing one-on-ones. But if you're really good at what you do, you should train yourself out of one-on-ones. Unless these people just want to be there and you know that it's a waste of their money and, and, and really time to be spending this time with you, Right? But if that's what they want, then, you know, they're the consumer, right? But for the most part, and that's why I left one-on-one -on -one training. I just didn't like it because I was like, you know, I really feel like I should be more impactful. And, I've, you know, after X amount of sessions, I've given this person everything I have. And there's also a lot of value to group training and that I might not be able to get one-on-one. -on -one. So knowing that scope, too. Whereas the group trainer is constantly challenged. And the note, the fact that we think that everyone needs their own personal workout plan, I just don't necessarily buy it. I just don't. Now, does everyone have, could everyone use like a, like a physical therapist, a chiropractor? Like, of course, like if you want to go down that route, of course, that'd be nice. Like when I was competing in my, in my, my prime, I guess, um, you know, yeah, like having body work done weekly was great. But I was also working out 10 times more than normal, right? Now, right now, I just think about myself and what I do is like, do I need a specific program? No. Do I have imbalances? Sure. But what, like for me, I know, you know, it's like, I know the proof is in the pudding. And so like, I just know, like, I just got to be consistent and follow a program, work out hard and, if, and find a pain-free range of motion. And now, so a lot of people probably have more to benefit from taking a group class than one-on-one, -on -one, in my opinion. Intensity. Because intensity gets the results. Right? It's like when I see someone's like, oh, I've been doing one-on-ones forever. It's like, well, then you better, if you, this is, you better be like, you know, having, you, your results should be unfathomable, right? In, in theory. But they're not usually. You know, I don't know. Just walk into a CrossFit gym and you see the results from a group class and the, the efficacy speaks for itself. 
So with that said, as a trainer, you know that if that's the route, at some point in your CrossFit gym, you're going to hit the ceiling. I think this is where a lot of people don't like to talk about it, right? If you're just a, a head coach at a smaller gym and there's no really room for upper mobility, and it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just a small small businesses. You, you're going to hit the limit of upper mobility much sooner than a medium to a large business, right? So then you got to know what you, where your role is, right? At some point, you only can make so much money in your role because there's no more roles. There's no much more money coming in. You have your personal and your privates, those types of things. That's why you see the progression of you know people becoming gym owners or doing these other things, because that might be the next step in the next progression. Now, bigger gyms will give you bigger opportunity for careers, and again, that's the beauty of you know, CrossFit is that you know you uh, you can have multiple locations, you can do different types of things, you can offer different products. So again, these are things to think about as as we progress, and you know. But it just comes down to, and it takes time. I think I feel like it's like I don't know. I started, I, and I mean, yeah, I started when I was twenty, you know, in, in the personal training in the fitness world, you know. So if you come in and you're thirty, I get it. It's going to be a little different. But you know, sadly, I think it's like, you know, in this industry, it's going to be a little different than like what's like. Well, in, unless you have an immense amount of experience, right? It's like, well, I just started coaching last year. It's like, well, great. Then you know. You have to join the member. If I don't know you, I still need you to be a member of the gym. I need to get you need, we need to get to know each other before I bring you on, because you are such a level of the product that it, like if you're coaching a class, you are the gym. So there is that, right? So if you want to start in and, and make money and be successful, that's what you need to do. Now, I think you know another thing is you just got to work hard. You know, like these coach. It's like I don't know. Like I for ten years, I work seven days a week straight. Coached and then, you know, worked on seminar staff, like, and so it's like, and everyone's like, oh, like, like, yeah, like if you actually pulled out my hourly rate, I'm sure it would be pretty underwhelming, right? But I was working a lot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for a, a second, right? People are afraid to work hard nowadays, in my opinion, and work long hours and, and bleed, wake up early and stay up late. That's how you start, and the reason why is because now I have a daughter. You know what? Maybe I want to work a little less because I want to spend time with my family. If I were to give any advice to young trainers out there is that you need to be the hardest work in the room. And every day is an opportunity to get better and to make money. But money, as I say in, 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 in quotes, the bunny years, for those of you on the podcast, it's, I say that because money is an, it's not a direct variable direct it's not directly in relationship to to what you're doing it should be it's indirect you're working hard because you love what you do because you want to get better you want to keep pushing you have to have this thirst for growth this thirst for opportunity it should be never ending and if that's not in your blood and you're looking for the easy way out you're looking way to make more money right now then i'm going to tell you you're going to fail you're going to burn out you're going to be you're going to be gone that's just the way I, the way it is so be wary of people telling you how to make money in the fitness industry. Because notice how I give you nothing concrete here. I'm not going to sell you a plan or a method because none of that, one, I don't like that type of behavior. What I mean by that is selling you something for you to sell something. <laughs> I don't like it. It's all old stuff. You want to make more money. You want to you, you you be more successful in the field than be better and work harder. Ask for help and listen. I haven't seen that fail anyone in the long term. Remember, it's a low trajectory to a distant horizon, and that's what we're in pursuit of. And that's what I got for you.
Everyone's got a different path. Everyone's got a different journey. Stop comparing yourself to others, other people, other things, other entities. Because everyone's life is different. You don't know how everyone went from point A to point B to C to D all the way to the end. And it doesn't matter. Take best practices. Learn, listen, be humble, work hard, have fun. 20 minutes. I appreciate you. Soapbox.